hello listener and welcome to the podcast with your agony aunt, Anna. This is a space where we advise, listen and support each other, laughing as we go along. Put a positive spin on any horrendous or embarrassing stories. It's an agony aunt for the new age where we can have conversations, although maybe a bit of tangents on my end. But it's really great to get on a podcast and just have a chat and hear from my listeners. If you're feeling sorry for yourself, struggling with your well-being, this is a safe space for you. A place where we all kind of muck in together and get stuck in at trying to win, quotation marks, at life. Like, can you really win at life? But I think that, yeah, everyone has that hashtag winning. (laughs) You can follow me on Instagram at your.agonyaunt and you can email me what you've been up to, any, I can't tell anyone else's story, it's just so cringe, stories or any dilemmas that you're currently having. My email address is youragonyaunt.anna at gmail.com. Or maybe you just want to email in to say hi, share your thoughts, I'd love to hear from you. So... I'm just going to address the elephant in the room. I've been on the radio. (laughs) So upload on BBC Radio Kent on Tuesday night. I was being interviewed about my podcast. This very thing that you're listening to was being discussed on the radio. Don't panic if you missed it and you want to check it out. You can listen back on BBC Sounds. Just search for Upload BBC Radio Kent. And it was on the 13th of April. And, do you know, I really, I don't even want to brag about it. Really, I, 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 I just don't, I don't want to brag about it. So if you could just figure out how epic that is on your own, that'd be great. One of the things I've thought about since being pushed into the limelight. Dr. Kate, is it limelight or limelight? Limelight makes me feel like there's a direct, you know, spotlight. But limelight doesn't sound right. But limelight? Why would I be having a light? Is the light greeny? Is it citrusy? Yeah, Kate, if you could get in touch, that'd be great. Anyway, so many tangents. One of the things I've thought about since becoming famous is pictures. Now, I don't mean like the filtered ones or when you edit it to make your teeth like super shiny or your eyes glisten, but just like actual photos, like a nice selfie that you just take with your phone when you're out and about. Because I have an iPhone 6, which means in my photos, I'm like a four. But then I borrow my mum's phone, who's got the iPhone with the three little cameras, and I'm like a solid nine out of ten when I take a selfie. I look gorgeous. So I think I've cracked into celebrities' little glass houses. They've just all got really expensive cameras. That's their secret. That's all it is. 
So anyone out there feeling self-conscious because everyone else that they're virtually seeing is looking so fit, like there's no filters, but their Instagram is looking insane. Check out what phone they have. They might not have a fit face. They might just have a fit phone. I still can't believe I'm addressing myself as a celebrity. I'm obviously joking. I'm very aware of where I stand in the entertainment community. I stand outside it. Yeah, definitely. And I realised I was getting a bit too big for my boots, getting carried away, because later on in the podcast, I wanted to recommend you some other podcasts. So I've been doing lots of podcasting, and I kept hearing ACAST Creator Network. We are now part of the ACAST Creator Network. I've just said those words as copying, not because I am. Oh, am I going to get in trouble now with ACAST? ACAST, I'm really sorry. I, I wish I could be a part of it. Like, okay, so this is how much I wish I could be a part of it. I was like, oh my God, so many cool podcasts are part of this network and they all seem to like help each other out and like advertise. I was like, God, that'd be really, really cool. I'm going to get on this. Turns out one of the requirements to be allowed in is you have to have a minimum of 10 thousand downloads per episode i was like love if i've made it that far what do i need you for if i've got ten thousand downloads per episode i'd be speechless that's what that was i'd be speechless so yeah definitely out of my reach but if i ever did get that i definitely don't think i'd be pushing for more that sounds fantastic if i got ten thousand downloads in total i'd be jumping for joy I've also realised I'm not cut out for the social media hoo-ha hoo Hoo-ha key? No. Hoo-ha? No, it's not hoo-ha. Dr. K, I think I need you again. Malarkey. I think that's what I was thinking of. Oh, God. So I also realised that I struggle with the whole social media hoo I did it again. Hulali, Malaki, Doolali, one of them. Look, I struggle with social media currently and it's the only place I get my engagement through a phone and I have all the apps in the same place and it doesn't feel real, it's just snapshots and glimpses and I make sure I don't ingest more than I can handle at that time. I honestly don't know how people can do it for their businesses so yeah, not cut out for that either. I like the good old fashioned ways of reaching people. Email and radio. So, been on the radio? You guys email in. Bish, bash, bosh. That's how we do it here on Your Agony Aunt. Okay, so, what have I been up to this week? Well, I've been bossing it. To be honest, I've been nailing life, quite frankly. You know that little pop-up on your computer that says needs to restart and it pops up every day and you've selected remind me tomorrow every day since you got it. Well, I've actually restarted my laptop. So yeah, I'll just pause here for the round of applause. Honestly, this is huge. Like, who does that? Adults. 
People who have got their shit together. People like this guy. Two thumbs pointing at myself with a really cringy grin on my face. <laughs> Maybe I should do a video recording one. Oh no, that sounds horrible. <laughs> you guys have seen me do my lives, right? I'm a mess. I've also cleaned my bathroom. Which sounds pretty normal, right? But I went the extra mile. Full on scrubbed that shit down with a toothbrush. That's pretty adult. And that's not just adult standards. That's mum standards. That's right. Let's remember that I still live at home with my mother and she told me I had to clean my bathroom. So yeah, got given the full patronising responsibility, these things need to be done chat and I just took it and said fine and that was my Saturday activity. Now I'm not a slob, don't think I have some gross mould growing shampoo bottles all over the bathroom or like never wash my towels and they're all over the floor but we all know there's clean and tidy and then there's mum version of clean and tidy. I'm sure there are so many other people who aren't mums that fall into this category, this standard. I mean, you don't have to be called Karen to be a Karen. So before we begun, so the line I had to pass needed to be discussed. Basically, a standard had to be set. And I knew the bar was going to be high, but not scrub your whole bath down with a toothbrush high. I'm 26 years old. This should not be the level at which I stress over a bathroom. I should be out banging boys and sipping cough syrup from a sippy cup. Okay, I think a little bit of um, banging bitches and little Wayne just sort of popped into my head, but I don't think I pulled it off. The point is, is I should not be trapped at home doing house chores on my Saturday and that just sucks especially when I'm being told to do it. Anyone else who's moved back in with their parents feel the same? Love them to death, they've provided us with everything, done so much for us, but you order me to do one more chore around the house and oh, I'll just mm, do nothing because I'm the child. Fucking great. Anyway, let's get back to this mammoth task at hand. Before I got started, I was drinking lots of water, keeping hydrated, it's always important to stay hydrated. And before I began, I could have peed, but you know sometimes when you need to pee, you concentrate and work faster. So this was prime time to use this evolutionary superpower. I thought I was gonna get this job done pronto. It was not done pronto. Firstly, I wiped down the toilet with the cloth before doing the bath in the sink. And I was like, great, now that's got to go in the bin. Surely that's right. If you wipe down the place where you defecate, the cloth goes straight in the bin. But that seems so wasteful. I knew I should have done the bath and the sink first and then gone onto the toilet. But surely every time you clean the toilet, you can't just throw away what you used. Any mums out there listening to the podcast, email in and confirm this unsustainable method. Oh, you know what? Calling all Irish aunts. I repeat, 
calling all Irish aunts. Text me. Let me know your tips and tricks for cleaning the bathroom, especially this toilet conundrum. I also needed a toothbrush. Remember, this is meant to be my scrubbing tool. You know, the thing that you use to clean your teeth. Honestly, do you know how big a bath is compared to a mouth? Actually, was going to calculate. I couldn't be bothered, but I'm going to have a look now. So, a bath holds 42 gallons. I don't know about you guys, but I don't think I could even fit a gallon in my mouth. <laughs> well, I mean, not really fitting going on there, more just dribbling. I didn't want to waste one of my toothbrushes, you know, the next ones you have in line, because you buy a pack and then you go through them one by one, working your way down the queue. But then I remembered I had a spare, a spare that was used by my ex. I say ex, I do mean male visitor of the night. And so yeah, I used his toothbrush to scrub down my bath and then I did the toilet for good measure. The last predicament I got myself into was due to my earlier idea. The genius idea I had that I thought if I needed a pee, I'd have this little pee buzz while I worked. So we have a corner bath. I know, right? So fancy. And I couldn't step in the bath as I'd sprayed this stuff in there. And I'm saying stuff not because I don't want to do free advertising for what I used. I literally just sprayed everything everywhere. But I needed to wipe down the walls around the bath. Now, without stepping inside, it was so hard to reach all the areas. So I was like leaning over, leaning over, leaning over. And I don't know if you've ever done a big stretch while you really need a wee. Oh my God, it was so uncomfortable and so painful. I like tried to like keep my legs crossed as I was like leaning over, but I was almost leaning so much that I was like, almost there, almost there. You can do this, Anna, you can do this. Next time you need a wee, just like stretch up, lean back, put your arms up. And that big full stretch will tug on your bladder. Once I was done, I felt like a true warrior. As the finishing touches, I sparkled up the taps and the shower heads before mum came in to give her seal of approval. So yeah, basically she had to come and check on me. But you'll all be glad to know I passed the test. Now I have to keep to that standard for as long as I can. Anyone out there just a bit fed up living with someone they really shouldn't be living with right now? Like, whether it's parents or not, maybe like, maybe it's just an anal housemate from spare room, or you've broken up with your ex, or you've fallen out with friends. Email in at youragonyaunt.anna at gmail.com. I'm really hoping I'm not the only one. So I wanted to give you guys a recommendation this week of something perfect for getting yourself out for a walk, bit of company as you potter around, or when you just need to rest your eyes from staring at a screen all day or binge watching something on Netflix. This is something none of you are new to because it is podcasts. I wanted to recommend some really good podcasts that I love as I listen to them all the time. And maybe one of these is just the content that you've been missing. But obviously keep coming back here and then there you can get more recommendations. I've kept back some podcasts that have bigger topics going on in them 
because I'd like to discuss them in more detail and maybe I'll do that in a future episode. Okay, first one on the list. No such thing as a fish. So this is presented by four of the researchers behind the show QI and they each bring an interesting fact and sometimes the facts are absolutely crazy but it's all about the discussions that you have around that and everyone goes away and researches funny topics and it's really funny, really interesting and you will definitely sound intelligent at a dinner party if you whack out a couple of these. But do double check that you're pulling it off well. I think that when I first started listening to this a few years ago, I just like was like, did you know? And did you know? And did you know? And everyone was like, you've just started listening to No Such Thing as a Fish, haven't you? Maybe don't just whack them out continuously. <laughs> Try and pull it off a little bit more. Lockdown parenting hell. I actually had this written down as lockdown parenting. I didn't realise that the name also included the word hell. This is by Rob Beckett and Josh Whitaker, so two fantastic comedians. If you aren't a fan of them, then, I mean, what, what is wrong with you? But also, do listen anyway, because it discusses all things parenting that potentially people might be a bit self-conscious about or just really struggling with during this bloody pandemic. It had me laughing out loud. And I don't, I don't have kids, I, but I could still relate and find it really funny. It is a show for everybody. Adulting by Anoni. From the title, you can gather that this is about adulting, that classic new word that everyone loves. And she gets on guests and they discuss all the things that they never got taught in school that they really wish they could have. Just to help you become a better adult, grow a bit quicker, have a little bit more in the knowledge bank before you're pushed out into the world. Some really lovely philosophical points in some of the episodes as well, so definitely worth a listen. Black Scott Pod. Now, I actually am not 100% sure what this podcast was aimed at, but oh my god, I had such fun listening to these two girls chatting away. And yeah, they've just talked about everything under the sun. One of the episodes, they were clearly very interested in UFOs and aliens. Definitely worth listening into their banter back and forth really good show now this next recommendation is a classic true crime now i just want to say that because there are probably so many true crime podcasts and this is the only one i've found that i like so i am also looking for recommendations of other true crime podcasts but my favorite one is crime junkie So one of them actually tells the story and the other one is listening in, being like shocked with the reactions. She's called Brit because at the end of every episode they go, and I'm Brit. Yeah, it's American. Definitely recommend that. The ultimate podcast, in my opinion anyway, is um, Shagged, Married, Annoyed. It has been number one so many times. It's won so many awards. And yet I cannot really tell you what it's about other than the fact that it's a married couple who just chat shit, have a bit of a laugh, it's so spontaneous, and they basically have a segment called What's Your Beef? And then they get questions from the public, which is basically just people emailing in with really gross, horrible stories. They are so funny and so delightful. And the last recommendation I have for you guys is Brown Sugar. So this is the podcast with three young girls, They have candid conversations about everything going on 
And they basically, even in their tagline, say, grab your tea, we'll bring the sugar. So it is just a good old honest chat talking about everything from culture, race, relationships and everything going on in between. I really hope you guys like the sound of at least one of those podcasts. They're all really, really fantastic. And I really hope you enjoy listening to them. But again, come back here. Now don't go getting obsessed with one of them, please. (laughs) I've got one last thing to add in today's session. And it's only because I'm being such an adult that I thought I'd give you this token of wisdom that literally popped into my head just as I was getting ready to record this. So life isn't fair. That's a big statement that we've all heard. And I really deeply struggle with this as I think life should be fair. I like kindness. I like justice and hard work and gestures should be doing good in the world. But it turns out that's complete BS. I'm naive to the fact that there are bad people out there in the world doing really bad things like skipping in the queue, watching pirated movies, driving whilst their MOT has run out. So me being naive to these behaviours and believing that life and people should be fair is screwing me over. If you believe and know that life is not fair, you're not going to get as hurt or as agitated when life's frustrations come down on you. You're more willing to accept and forgive things that are unjust and out of your control. Whereas I have a really tough time when things like that happen to me. I really struggle with it. And so I've been trying to rewire myself to think life isn't fair. And I just can't do it. I really believe that life should be fair and that it's worth holding out hope for that. However, I had an epiphany that connects to something else that I also believe, which I think can help me along this journey. And I wanted to share it with you in case it resonates with you as well. I think as individuals, we are not owed anything. I'm not entitled to anything. People do not have to be nice to me. People do not have to listen to my problems. People do not have to support and care for me. The fact that you as an individual think that you deserve these things, that you're entitled to them, is what's setting us out to be disappointed. We're not owed laughter. We're not owed love. We're not even owed happiness. Not from anybody. And the more that we think that they owe us something, the more likely we are to get hurt and be disappointed. We have to take control ourselves. We can still get these things, but what I'm saying is is the default value isn't true. God, you can tell I'm an engineer. But yeah, we're not automatically owed these things. You know, you have to build the trust, you have to build the relationship, you have to work for things, you have to put that in. You aren't just automatically going to to be given happiness. You aren't automatically going to be given love. Now, I've always thought of that with regards to people, but actually it works for life in general. Life does not owe you anything. And by life, I'm I'm including different people and circumstances and everything all just bundled together. Life doesn't owe you great material things. Life doesn't owe you great relationships and friends. Life does not need to be fair. It owes you nothing. And it's not saying that you can't have these things and that if you do good, you won't get good back. It's just saying that it's your responsibility to take ownership of making these things happen. 
the default is neutral. It's like starting out on a blank canvas and you've got to put the work in to build up the things that you want out of life. If you're struggling with disappointments, what is it that you're disappointed about? Was it something that you believe you were owed? Or was it something you worked for? And on that intense note that I hope wasn't a bit too much, I'm going to end the podcast there. It's been so lovely chatting with you guys again, as always. I do say chatting, and then I realise that it's just me speaking at you, and I feel so guilty. So please do email in to youragonyaunt.anna at gmail.com. And please share with your friends and family if you're enjoying the podcast or maybe some of the other podcast recommendations that you think that they might like. Definitely check them out. And once again, thank you so much for listening. I've been your Agony Aunt and I look forward to sharing more with you next time. <music> <laughs>